Welcome, welcome to another episode of IJD HTF Avenue 5, where we are talking about episode 2 of the HBO Max show, Avenue 5. And this episode's name is, And Then He's Gonna Shoot Off. Yeah, I like their episode titles. I find them to be very witty. Yes, I do too. And I like that it's kind of like a sexual innuendo, but also it's completely fitting for this episode in a non-sexual way. Yeah. Also, we've decided with Avenue 5 that we are just going to talk about each episode in a broad form instead of... Like, then this happened. Categorically. And then this happened. Like, we want to kind of just, like, talk about, like, the basic plot of the episode and what happened, but more, like, our opinions, like, funny lines that we love. Right. Things and, that, like, stuck out to us. Yeah. Um, but we will, like, start try to talk about it, like... For instance, this episode started off with Rav and her team trying to chat with NASA. Yeah. So this was actually really funny because she was like, oh, can I have your password? And the NASA lady's like, um, I'll come over there and put in my password. And she's like, yeah, we're working together on like a multi-billion dollar project and you won't like just let me put in your password. But it computer. also was not, it was like weird too, because it was like, they, they hadn't paid NASA they hadn't even talked about numbers well, that's and she's what they asking were, for her password. Well, that's what they were trying to talk about at that meeting was like, well, how much money is it going to cost us to have NASA like get us out of this mess? Right. But it's like you wouldn't want to give someone your password before you've dealt with the contractual obligations first. I guess. But then you could tell that like all the Judd Galaxy people were kind of like glancing over trying to like figure out what she was typing. Yeah. As the password. And I was like, is that going to come back around at some point in this thing? Are they going to like try to hack into her system and whatever? I wasn't thinking of it like that. I was thinking of it like, well, that seems to be Rav's character. Like mm-hmm. she's like very kind of like shysty, like Jet, Jet, you know. But I feel like she's very just like blunt to the point. Let's get it done. Right. And yeah. it's like. Honestly, I don't know if you know why she's working for Jed because like. She seems like the most stressed person. You know who else is like kind of a funny person to be working for Judd is Billy, the engineer. And at the beginning of this episode, when Captain Ryan has to like go in front of everybody and like tell them that it's going to take three years or whatever to get back to Earth and Karen interrupts and she's like, we all know. And then he's like, Billy, you take over and tell them like the science and right. everything, whatever. So like she takes over and she is the most relatable character to me on this ship i think at this point in time because she's like super introverted she's awkward and then she like keeps having to dumb it down more and more and more so people understand but then yeah. she gets to the point where she's like if you ask me one more question i'm she's gonna take like this a, microphone and shove it down your throat she's like a total Kinda introvert like, yeah but and like, then the captain's like can you explain to the people why it's gonna ha- take three and more she's years. like the type of introvert like me who just hates people yeah like i would probably be similar to her although i wouldn't necessarily have problem with like people judging me i think billy is like sensitive about how people because later on she was like oh no don't not ever hand me that mic again you know i feel like for me i would be like a cross between billy and matt who's like their customer service guy because he's like a people pleaser right but also um, if you're hearing like a little squeaky noise that's a bird a really annoying bird a bird like heard us podcasting and was like hello and really wants to be a part so 
I think it's fun. That's going to be, it's going to be great. We're in nature. It's very like nature-esque. It just wants to go to space so bad. Yeah. But I think Matt is really interesting because he's a people pleaser, but I think he also hates people. Right. So last episode I was talking about Cyrus and I meant Billy, but Cyrus Mm -hmm. is also an engineer and he shows himself for the first time in this episode. And basically he just comes out of the woodworks, the underground. He's Mm -hmm. like part of the actual engineer crew. Which is why he's underground is because all the engineers underground, the real engineers, are like not as good looking as the actors they hired yeah. to be the engineers. It's pretty funny. And then so he comes out and he's like, based on my numbers, we will be able to get back to Earth in six months, not three years. Mm-hmm. And so Billy did not like that. And what do you think about that? Do you think that was like undermining? Because I'm kind of thinking like Billy is like supposed to be the one that's filtering that kind of stuff. Well, didn't Billy mention that she and Cyrus had gone to school together Mm -hmm. and that that was like Cyrus's personality? Like there's some things he's good at, but he also like overestimates or underestimates and like exaggerates a lot. She's like he claimed all these things. None of them were true. Right. In college. So like I don't trust him with this number. Like he's kind of just like like wants to be a part of the engineer club Mm -hmm. and will make things exaggerated like that's his type of personality but that's exactly kind of what from what i saw the crew needed to hear like three years is way more time than six months like six months is like okay like we were gonna get home two two weeks it's still a big deal but six months is way better than three years right like six months is like you're gonna go train you could get through it, you know, mm-hmm. whereas like three years is like, we better alter some things seriously so that we can live. Yeah. You know? So Judd is obviously super on board with the six months. But one of my favorite things with Judd is he like sits down several times for like video chats throughout this episode. And he's still like pissed about the delay. But when he's like talking and like there's a weird delay and everything else and he's sitting there and he's like i will return like an angry jesus oh he's talking about nasa yeah, yeah. so it's like really fun raining like, blood down on the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> judd did like oh a God. pretty amazing job with this role so another thing that judd does very giving character mm-hmm. he uh gives his casket to joe Yes. And his casket is like solid. I think it's solid gold is what they said. Or It weighed 800 pounds without Joe's body in it. Which he was like, why are you cargoing my casket? Like he asked the his, um, what's her name? His right hand girl. Mm-hmm. His like. Iris. Iris, yeah. Who is also a super fun, like cold personality type. And I love well, She's it. like calculated. Anyway, she's like. And she's like, he's like, are you trying to like kill me or something? Like, are you trying to like secretly plan for me to like die? And there was like this really awkward silence. And she's like, no, of course not. <laughs> and then they're like, that was a long silence. <laughs> he's like, that was a really <laughs> long silence. <laughs> like that silence just said yes. And then I think Matt was in the room at the same time and was like, oh man, I'd be really worried about that silence. Like, right. I think it's a good time to talk about Mia and Doug as well. So mm-hmm. Mia and Doug are passengers on the ship and they are like constantly bickering like they're newlyweds. No, they're not newlyweds. They're like newly separated. And the sister of Mia like sent them on this trip to try oh, like, right. as a last ditch effort to get okay. them to like work out their problems. 
but obviously it's not working too well because and so, they're stuck on this ship. Like there is no, the, this, it's just funny because the counselor, like whoever, you know, the person yeah. that you go to to talk to, like if you're having issues or you need counseling or if you need like therapy is Matt. And Matt is just like, he like fills out a lot of different rules because he's also like the service person too. He's like, basically just anything, anything customer service related. Anything to do with customer service. That's he's the guy, but he's also kind of crass and he'll also do things like he's like, if you don't like the food, then too bad. That's what you get. Right. Like he's got this like video going on because it's the future. So it's like, I don't know. It's quite funny. Which I, I still think back to like that last, like the first episode where he was like talking to them and they're like, what are you going to do? You're a problem solver guy. And he's like. I'm just as frustrated as you are. And when we yeah. leave here, I never want to see your faces again. Like, I never want to do that. So <laughs> like, he's like probably, I want to say one of, if not my favorite character on the ship. That's why um, I feel like Billy and Matt like together are like the perfect. Yeah. And the captain does a great job too. Ryan, he does a really amazing job and he kind of actually, I meant to talk about this last episode, mm-hmm. but he kind of like plays a really good captain for the future like yeah the captain's the one that's going to be like everything's under control like here he's the one that's like giving the news to the people like this is important news like this is what's going on mm-hmm. that's it you know but he does seem to be having a little bit of conflict with karen yes karen's just annoying she's just like he's like okay it looks like he you know he sneaks up to karen and says it looks like it's gonna be maybe six up to six months you know which they did this whole bickering thing where she's like, he's like six and she's like days. And he's like, no. Yeah. And she's, she's like weeks, weeks. And he's like, no. And then she's like months. And he's like, yeah. And and then she's like, what? Why did you just start with that? And he's like, I did. Yeah. I did start with that. <laughs> and she's like, it took too long to get there. Yeah. And he's you like, got me really excited just, just to like bring me down. But then she like, like literally tells everybody on the whole ship. So, mm. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Which I do like. So Iris is like Judd's right-hand woman, right? So she's always there. She's mm-hmm. always in the room for every meeting. And we haven't talked about her too much, but she is always around. And she's just very cold, very calculated, very logical. She's like the perfect assistant to Judd because then Judd can be like... Well, Judd's so whimsical and out there that it's someone to like rein him in just a little bit. Well, also she's like a executor. Mm-hmm. So she'll like no matter what is going to execute whatever needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what's really funny is when they send the casket out, they're all there, and Judd's like giving a little speech, which he clearly does not feel remorse for Joe, the uh, engineer, because well, he's then like he was trying to like deflect liability. He was like, may he, you know how like a lot of times people say will he rest in peace he's like and may he rest and there's like an awkward silence yeah it's like uh pretty and then he was like i'm just a passenger on the ship like all of you yeah like it blew my mind the same way i don't know any of the goings on in this ship yeah like the liability would have to fall on the captain here the captain just (laughs) like it was that whole thing the captain's not even real it's just a he's like fake captain so So, iris was like sitting in like a meditation room and Ryan, the captain goes and sits down in there too. 
And he's like, oh, are we going to have like a heart to heart? I'll go first. And before he even starts talking, she's like, one time I was on this rowboat with my grandfather and we rowed out to the middle of the lake and then he died of a heart attack. Oh my. And I had to like row all the way back with his dead corpse in the rowboat. And she goes with this like really traumatic story. There's actually a word for that. It's like, what is it called? Flashlighting or where like you share a really dramatic story that makes people not connect with you. Yeah. Like it's so dramatic that people are like shut off. Like it's blinding them. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else walked in like Billy or Matt or someone and was like, Oh, how's it going? And she like clicked And he was like, Oh, she was just telling me this really traumatic story about going out on a rowboat. (laughs) And then she's like, I rode out in a rowboat and then I rode back. That's the story. Yeah. And like completely just turned it off and went back to acting completely normal. Right. Like, so it's almost like she's also confiding in Ryan, the captain as well. Yeah. You know, because everybody's kind comforting. of confiding in him. Yeah, he's yeah. comforting. And then, like, he's also, like, known as a hero. Mm-hmm. Remember from the last uh, Avenue 3 or whatnot. Yeah, so basically they find Judd in the kitchen because he wants to serve more foods that are going to, like, get people to eat more because they want people to spend more money and everything else. So they're like, oh, let's put out a bunch of foods for, like, people who, like, love to stress eat. Because, like, everyone's stressed out right now. This is going to be perfect. When I first started this, I was like, oh, is it, like, an all-inclusive? Like, you know how, like, I thought it was, too, but they kept saying, oh, we need people to spend more on this. Like, I don't know if they had, like, some sort of card they would swipe when they got meals or whatever. Um, So he's in there, and he's just coming up with, like, stupid idea after stupid idea. They find out that the three patients who had been, like, in the ICU after the gravity thing had all passed away. So they have to send those bodies back like into space as well. So because they had had the issue with the 800 pound casket that they sent out into space and then was just orbiting the ship. Yeah. So all the passengers then have to see a dead body going around in this casket over and over and over. They're like, okay, we're going to make it out of some really light, like acrylic plastic. And it's going to be great. But what they didn't know is that back on earth, they were resetting the gravity at the exact time that they were sending the bodies out. Right. So then not only were those bodies then like orbiting the ship, but they had like body parts that had fallen right. out. So it's like a random like arm Dead passengers by. and like, yeah, it's really bad. And you think they'd have better communication. But this, that's kind of also the quirky fun of it too, is that like there's a seven minute delay or what is it? No, it's 27, 27 seconds. seconds. But right, the yeah. thing is they were asking Rav back on earth. They're like, oh, did you let them know that we're doing the reset and she's like no don't worry about it they'll figure it out kind of deal she was like i'm not getting on the call to let them know let's just right yeah that's why i think rav is like not the she doesn't necessarily want to work for them she just wants to like everything to go smoothly and that's not clearly not not what's going to happen yeah but we have a great show a great cast of people and i'm excited to do episode three next week i know pumped about it and we will talk to you then for another episode of ijd htf